Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, December 14th, 2020. This is a history-making episode because this is the first episode since the uh, Within the Lines split that we are not reviewing a movie. I think I'm right in saying that. Actually, no, it is not. We did March Movie Madness and all that. I think that was... No, that was before the split. I think this is indeed the first regular Within the Lines without a movie since the split without a movie review. Um, that is because Disney had their investor meeting, their annual investor day, uh, yesterday at the time of recording this, Thursday, December 10th. And they just announced a whole lot of stuff, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, or Disney Animation Studios. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. So we're just going to talk about everything they announced, go a little deeper on some stuff. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun movie stuff to look forward to um, if we could get there as as a humanity. <laughs> What a grim way to start the episode. <laughs> Get to it. 30, 30, 25, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Okay, so we're going to go in order of how Disney uh, presented these things in their Investors Day meeting. So it started with a bunch of um, uh, business numbers that we should talk about. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the only thing I remember is they had, I think they said, 86.8 million Disney Plus subscribers, which Disney Plus, I believe, is $7. So that's a lot of money. That's like over half a million dollars a month that they're getting in revenue. Now, granted, they, they've got a lot of projects, as we can see, um, that they're going to add to the Disney Plus streaming service. But that's a lot. That's a lot of people. I didn't think that many people had it, honestly. I, I just thought people would share it or whatever. Um, so that's big. Hopefully good for Disney. I know they're losing a lot of money with theme parks and no movie theaters. But glad to see that that is going strong and we'll get more content. Uh, the first thing, the first branch of actual content that they talked about, they teased early on that they were going to have 10 Marvel shows, 10 Star Wars shows, and then 10 Pixar um, kind of shows on the Disney Plus um, platform. And they started with Star Wars slash Lucasfilm. Ty, there was a lot. Um, I know they announced that the next season of The Mandalorian, which is currently in season two, um, spoiler, you know, I'm not even going to, I don't want to spoil the series, but a lot of cool stuff has supposedly happened in this uh, season. I have not watched it personally. Uh, they announced that season three is going to debut next Christmas. So um, that'll be a nice Christmas present for you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually an episode behind right now, so don't spoil it because <gasps> I know you're a diehard and you watch. Um, no, yeah, it's supposed to come out on Christmas, and then they announced a bunch of shows connecting to it um, between the Ahsoka Disney show, mm-hmm. which she was revealed, and that's like a few episodes now, so that's on you if you haven't seen that. Um, and then Rangers of the New Republic. I have no idea what this is. Um, they said it was supposed to be about – it was going to be about a bunch of like um, pilots. I don't know what they're called. TIE fighter pilots? I think they said like something makes, like that. That makes sense. Uh, but apparently they're, they're spinoffs from The Mandalorian. And all three of the shows are going to kind of take place at the same time. Leading up to like one big crossover event for the TV shows. Which is fucking awesome. Now, do you think they'll ever turn that into a movie? Just to try to milk that fucking cash cow? Uh, I feel like they kind of have their own thing they're trying to do with the movies. And now that they have the the TV aspect of it, they're going to keep it to where they can do these long drawn out uh, stories that way no, as opposed to making the movies. No, but I mean, just like one, like this big epic crossover is a movie. I don't oh, think they'll do it. I, I don't think they will either. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> like, what are the chances of like the Mandalorian being in a movie? Like not as, as his movie, but like being in a movie, like, I don't know how interconnected, if they're going to go full-blown Marvel where these shows are, like, literally interconnected with the MCU or if it's kind of like, yeah, this is all one universe, but, you know, the Mandalorian. I don't know. He might show up. You never know. Um, but I know the, I mean, t- like, the timelines are all different with how they do the movies, so. Yeah, with the movies for sure. With these shows, like Ahsoka showed up in The Mandalorian and now she's going to have her own show. And I'm sure these characters will show up and cross over in the shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this takes place before the new, the new like, um trilogy of movies yeah so i don't know if they'll even bother doing films because their throwback film the last one they did solo was a bomb like they didn't make any money on it so i don't know if they just focus on like moving the story forward on movies and then looking back and kind of doing drawn out stories in the past for tv yeah well they talked about um some movies like one movie they talked about i'm kind of jumping ahead on the outline here but uh they just announced that taika is Taika Waititi is writing and producing a Star Wars movie. So that could be kind of like a, a solo kind of, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's like supposed to be new characters or what, but I'm, a, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I'm excited for that just because I love Taika. 
Um, yeah, and then the other movie they announced was um, that's going to be the next one that they come out with Rogue Squadron, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins, who's doing the Wonder Woman franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that one is moving the story along because I think like the Rogue Squadron or whatever. If I'm not mistaken, takes place in the past, but they don't know if it's going to be like a new one that they're making a show on. Gotcha. Or, or that they're making a movie on. Um, so it just depends, but Taika Man. I'll watch anything Taika makes. Yeah, for sure, definitely. He's exploded, just everything. I didn't know who he was. Even Love and Thunder, uh, not Love and Thunder, excuse me, uh, Ragnarok. Like, I kinda, I knew his name, but like it wasn't until we started talking about it. I didn't really know who he was, and now he's just exploding. It's like, it seems like he's doing so much stuff. Um, probably the show I'm most excited about, and I might actually try to watch, um, being someone who watched one episode of the Mandalorian season one and didn't love it and never tried it again. Uh, that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that they're doing. Uh, they're bringing back Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, AKA Corey Seager. Um, yes, (laughs) they just casted Corey Seager. Uh, so it's going to be Vader and it's supposed to be 10 years after episode three. So part three of the prequels, um, being a Lego star Wars fan, I know that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There was like this epic battle, and Anakin's like kind of fell in lava, and then that's when he gets um recruited by that one really ugly old guy, and that's when he becomes Darth Vader. Correct? I mean, not recruited, but he's already a bad guy at that fight, and then Obi Wan kind of fucks him up, and that's why he becomes Darth Vader and has to wear the suit. It's because he got fucked up. Yes. Okay. So, and this is ten years after that, and I was texting you about this, and this is I saw this on Twitter. This is not my original idea. I can't say who I saw this from. I think it might have been like a podcast clip or even just someone tweeting about it, but talking about how we've never seen like prime Darth Vader. Like the only time we've really seen it was Rogue One, like that one scene they did. But because Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know much personally, but I guess the sequels, Darth Vader's a little older. He's like LeBron James, you know, late in his career. I mean, LeBron's still great, but late in his career, still epic, but not quite great. Maybe like borderline all-star, like supposedly this series is like prime MVP form. Mike Trout at the age of 28 darth vader which is exciting yeah and the original trilogy you know technology was so bad back then and like the lightsaber fights like they're cool but they don't compare at all to what they can do even in the prequels you know in the early 2000s and what they did with those movies um so it was like hey we have lightsabers but like you know we're not going to use them a whole bunch Mm -hmm. um so it'll be cool now with like all the technology and everything and being able to use you know all of that and make badass fight scenes or whatever. I don't know. I think Star Wars people are kind of like upset because it might mess with like the, uh, with the continuity if they fight or something again. And I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Who care? How would it mess up with the continuity though? Because I think he, he says something in like the first Star Wars where like, Oh, we haven't seen each other in however long or something like that. I don't think they were supposed to ever see each other again from episode three to four. Gotcha. And now they apparently are, unless they do like flashbacks or something. Now tell me, because again, I Lego star Wars is the extent of my star Wars knowledge. Yes. Obi-Wan dies in part four, correct? The four, chapter five, four. I think it's four. And he wasn't he training Luke. Is that how that worked? Yeah. Luke goes and searches him out and finds him, and he trains Luke. Doesn't he, like, fall in a void? Is that the right thing I'm thinking of? I remember a Lego Star Wars mission where, like, one of the guys fell into, like, this big pit, and that's how they died. Oh, that's Boba Fett. No. It wasn't, like—well, it wasn't, like, a pit. It was, like, this big—they were, like, in a ship, and he, like, 
I don't know. Did he fall out of the ship? Well, Luke Luke falls down a thing in the ship. Obi Wan dies. Darth Vader kills Obi Wan. Basically, okay. they're like in a lightsaber duel, and I think it is four. And he like goes to hit him, and then Obi Wan just kind of you know like the guy who does the peace sign and fades away, mm-hmm. like the meme. Obi Wan just kind of does that, and then his robe just falls, and he's just not there, and he's dead. Damn, that sucks. This um, peace sign fades away. Um, oh, I think I know what I'm talking about. I what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. Darth Maul. When they fight Darth Maul, doesn't Obi Wan's like mentor die fighting Darth Maul or something? Yeah, that's like what Darth I'm thinking Maul of. puts puts his cool lightsaber through him, and then he just falls. Yeah, and they, like he falls down a pit or something. Like there's like this giant hole, right? There's a lot of giant holes and pits in Star Wars, but yes, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's a common occurrence for people to fall a great distance. So that'll be exciting. Um, you know, Darth Vader is one of those characters that even a non-Star Wars fan like myself uh, can appreciate. And if they can up-to-date technology, and I've seen how beautiful these Mandalorian shots look, even though I don't watch it, and like imagining what they could do with this series and what they could do with Darth Vader, that's very exciting. Um, Bad Batch, I don't know much about it. I know that it's another animated show, and it's supposed to be a Clone Wars spinoff. I saw people on Twitter saying, why don't they just call this Clone Wars Season 8 or whatever season they're on? Um is that pretty much what it is? Just like an extra season, but they're just spinning it a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so Clone Wars kind of got canceled, and then they brought back that last season for Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And they had like a three-episode series with these characters, where they're basically like stormtroopers or clones before they were bad. Mm-hmm. Like the bad guys, they're good guys, and they're kind of fucked up and like unique and different than all the other ones, because all the other ones are supposed to be the same. Yeah. Um, and it was like just a three-set thing of episodes about them. And it was kind of everyone's least favorite part of the last season. <laughs> and now they're turning that into its own show based around those characters. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be better when they aren't just gimmicky one-time characters and it's a whole season about it. I, I'm not that excited. It looks great. I mean, their animation looks fucking awesome now. You're but... a Clone Wars guy, right? You like that show? I, I haven't seen all of it, but I watched some. Like, I watched the last season and parts of it. And, you know, I like it. Um, I probably won't watch this though. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't blame you. Um, and then we have the acolyte, which did they even say anything about? Because our notes don't say much. Um, um so the acolyte is set during, I think it's the high Republic. It's like 200 years before episode four. Is that in between three and four or how long is, what's it's the gap? Before, between... It's so it's all the way before episode one. I want to say it's like 150 years before episode oh, one. Oh, that makes sense because Darth Vader. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that makes um, sense. Okay. So it's before everything, and it's supposed to be like like prime Jedi. So like there's all the Jedis in, in episode one, two, and three, and like the Jedi Council and everything. This is supposed to be them like in their prime. Oh. But while like the Sith are still a thing because like in one and two – it's like, oh, they're coming back. Like, we thought we beat them, but now they're coming back. Mm. This is supposed to be, like, while they're still fighting them, trying to defeat them. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, it, it should be all new characters, unless they want to use Yoda, because I think he's, like, hundreds of years old. So, he should be, like, the only one still around, so, technically. So, we have baby Yoda right now with the Mandalorian, and we'll get maybe teenager Yoda in this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. And then another show, Andor, which is a spinoff of – this is actually one of the few Star Wars movies I have seen, the Rogue One, uh, Cassian Andor. I wouldn't have been able to tell you his name. Um, 
Now, Ty, I'm a little confused because I've seen Rogue One, but I saw it one time mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Um, wasn't the end of Rogue One, weren't they on a planet and the planet exploded? How is this guy yes. alive? Is this before Rogue One? Not a clue. So, I'm also very confused. I've seen it like three times. I know everyone dies at the end. Yeah. I don't know if he's like not one of the main people and he wasn't on the planet. I I have no clue. I'm interested. I probably could have done more research to figure this out. <laughs> um, but I'm, as far as I know, all the main people die in Rogue One. Now, the end of Rogue One, because they blow up the planet or whatever, isn't that like really close to the start of number four? It, yeah, so it's like the very begin end of Rogue One is the start of Episode Four. Yeah, because they showed like Princess Leia, right? And that Leia scene was supposed to be like a rehash or a reshoot, kind of, of like yes. the okay. I'm not stupid then. Yeah, no, they lead right into each other. Um, they're also doing a Lando Calrissian series. Um, I'm a, it's probably not going to be old Lando Cal- Calrissian. That guy, that actor, I don't know who plays him, but he's probably like 70 now. Uh, well, he was in episode nine. Yeah, but do you, I don't think this is going to pick up after nine. Do you? or? I don't know because they didn't confirm who's going to play Lando, whether it was going to be Donald Glover and the younger version that we saw in Solo. But at the end of episode nine, Lando is talking with another girl and they think that's his daughter. And he was like, oh, let's go. Like he says, he makes a comment to where it seems like they're going to finish his story. So they don't know yet if it's going to oh. be taking place after nine or young Lando. Yeah, he's 83. And, Billy, Billy D. Williams, the guy who plays Lando. I mean, he's still he's still chugging along. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if that because I do remember that specifically seeing part nine. One of the three Star Wars movies I've seen. Um, I remember, like, yeah, they, it seemed like they were setting something up for that. Um, and I remember, I think we even talked, we might have talked about it on the pod, or we talked about, I just remember thinking that they would do, like, a, a solo, not not the movie solo, but a standalone Lando movie. Um, is this, correct me if I'm wrong, is Ryan Coogler attached to this, or did I just make that up? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I remember Ryan. They were talking about Ryan Coogler for something. Oh no, it's the uh, the people the whoever created Dear White People. Dear White. Okay. People. I the only yeah. thing I remember Ryan Coogler is he's you know the Black Panther. Justin director. Simeon. Justin Simeon. Is the guy who's doing it. Oh okay. Um yeah, so that's cool. Uh, another show I'll definitely watch. Uh, I didn't see this. Star Wars Vision, a Star Wars anime show? Yeah, so they, they didn't really say much about it, but it's supposed to be Star Wars-based, but anime. Not just animated, like anime. Okay. Um, they didn't go into a lot of detail. They kind of showed the kind of logo, I guess. Um, and they just explained that it was, you know, telling stories in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I we'll see. Yeah. I'm a noted uh anime lover with Avatar. So Is that considered anime? Because isn't that made in America? Not at all. No, not okay. at all. I'm sure people really don't like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I thought you had to uh be like made in Japan to be anime. I don't know if that's the actual uh you know, criteria, but that's fun. Uh a droid story actually looked kinda entertaining. I think I might I might dip my toes in that one because it's got CP3O, C3PO, not CP3O, not Chris Paul, uh, oh, 
uh, C3PO and R2D2. It's just droids and cross and see uh, Chris Paul's just crossing them over the episode. <laughs> and they're joined by a new droid. Um, you know, Star Wars, the franchise, Disney, they love the droids. It's it's a money maker. You know, obviously R2D2 and C3PO are huge icons from the original, and then they had the uh, BB8 from this new saga. And I'm sure whatever this new droid is will be cute, and they'll sell a bunch of merchandise, and it'll be a hit Correct. at Disneyland. So that's my biggest takeaway from this is this is like they're like, we're going to make a lot of ancillary uh, money off of this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, other than that, I don't they just said it was like some hidden mission that only they know about that took place in the already like in the past. Um, we'll see how it is. I, it just depends on, you know, for these different shows and stuff, how many of them are of the Mandalorian type thing where it's meant for adults and how, you know, if this droid thing is literally just like a kid's show for star wars you know yeah because i'm sure not all of these are going to be targeted towards adults you know disney one of their biggest sellers is the family thing where you have stuff for your kids so we'll see how many of these you know are that yeah for sure and uh they had more lucasfilm news uh they're doing a willow disney plus series now i know willow is is it something yeah so it says willow this article on movieweb.com Willow, a 1988 dark fantasy drama, was also released by the label, which is Lucasfilms. Um, I don't know anything about this movie. It was, let's see. It was directed by Ron Howard. Isn't that like the, the horror guy who's like really popular? Oh, no. That's... No, oh, he's just a very Rob well Zombie. Known. Rob Zombie, I think, is the horror guy. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, the film starred blah, 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 blah. The story follows Davis, who plays an aspiring sorcerer who protects a female baby prophesized to bring on the downfall of the evil queen from that queen who vows to destroy the baby and take over the world. The film received mixed reviews from critics and went on to gross only $137 million. Produced for around $35 million, though, it was a financial hit, if not a major blockbuster. With two Academy Awards, the movie also went on to build an active fan following that has long beckoned for a follow-up. So, yeah, there's yeah, that. Sure. <laughs> it, it just sounds like Lucas Films are like, hey, you know what's really good? That Harry Potter stuff. We should try that. <laughs> Uh, the 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 what's it called the pilot is directed by the director of um, Crazy Rich Asians, which is a fantastic movie. I recommend if you have not seen it. Um, Children of Blood and Bone, Ty. I do not recall this. Uh, can you refresh my memory? Um, it's called Children of Blood and Bone. It's going to be made by Lucasfilm. I think it's a book. Okay, so yes, my research was on the. I was quick on the research. Uh, Children, Blood, and Bone is a 2018 young adult fantasy novel by Nigerian-American novelist Tomi Adeyemi. Adeyemi? Um, excuse me if I pronounce that wrong. I doubt Tomi Adeyemi is listening to this. Uh, the book, Adeyemi's debut novel, and the first book in a planned trilogy follows heroine Zile Adebola as she attempts to restore magic to the kingdom of Orishi following the ruling class Kosidan's brutal suppression of the class of magic. Pra magic. Like some like a African magic and lore and trying to create their their own fantasy world type thing. They should create a Magic the Gathering movie or show. Yeah, why not? I don't um, know who owns that. I think it's just their own company. They just got to do it. They just got to pull the trigger. Is was Yu Gi Oh a card game or a show first? Great question. I'm gonna guess show. Yeah, probably. Um, and then they also uh, – this was already, like, rumored. 
pretty much confirmed. I don't know if it was actually outright confirmed yet, but this was the first time I saw Disney publicly acknowledging it, and that's Indiana Jones 5 starring uh, Harrison Ford's going to return. And they're saying it's the wrap-up of a series, so I don't think they're going to make an Indiana Jones 6. I mean, number four was very bad from what I've heard. Uh, my My dad's very excited for this. He's a huge Indiana Jones fan. And I wouldn't be surprised, though, if this isn't the last we see of Indiana Jones because this is has, you know, they had, what was it, Shia LaBeouf in number four was supposed to be like his kind of apprentice. I think, it was, I think it was his son. I don't, they'll, I'm not sure. I, it was a bad movie. I guarantee they'll do something where it's an apprentice or it's something and they'll have some spinoff show in like six years. But uh, that has been confirmed for, I believe, summer of 2022. So that's, yeah, that's it, it definitely is going to be like a passing the torch film. Yeah. Um Harrison Ford is 78 years old. Yeah. He's he can't be cool action guy anymore. He's going to break <laughs> a hip. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But I feel like it'll probably be a passing torch or something and they'll, you know, find a way to carry on this kind of story just with a different character. I mean, it's going to still make a shit ton of money. I mean, how much do you think Indiana Jones 4 made in the box office? I mean, I don't know. It was a bad movie, but still at least fucking five hundred million. Seven hundred and ninety million. Yeah. <laughs> so this, <laughs> like... this might be oh my god, this has a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Ty. No fucking way. Yeah. Fifty four audience, seventy eight critic. You don't see that very often. I feel like that's just uh that's a situation where the critics were like, Oh, I like the bold choices they made and everyone else was like Dude, they fucking brought aliens in Indiana Jones. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just, the only thing I remember for that movie is the scene where he's in like a nuclear testing site and he like hides in a fridge and he like survives. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, the fridge will make you survive the nuclear radiation. Which is like, yeah, sure. Except for the fact that he just got launched like 300 feet in the fucking air. <laughs> oh man. Broke every ball, bone in his fucking body. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's all from Lucasfilm and Star Wars though. Um, there's also a aggressively rumored series that they didn't announce yet um, regarding a character that just showed up in The Mandalorian last week, and they're thinking maybe that's why they haven't announced it yet. Oh, Boba um, Fett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, my... Riley's Uncle Ricky would be very, very, very excited for that because he's a noted Boba Fett stan. So, Ty, did you know a little bit of a tangent here? Do you know the the saying stan? So, like, if I'm, I'm you know, I'm a Mookie Bet stan, yes. is from the song Stan by Eminem? I did. I did know that. I had a, uh, I had a light bulb moment months ago, and I'm glad you're, you finally had it. I, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think it was a question on The Weakest Link, and I, like, two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Um, Disney's doing a lot of stuff, though. Some animated, some live action. Uh, the first thing I wanted to touch on, because it's number one in our outline, is something I'm personally excited for because I'm excited for Riley. They're doing a a, a Beauty and the Beast prequel. Uh, I think they said it's going to be like a, a three-part. I don't know if it's just going to be like three-hour-long things. It's not a movie, but they didn't like it wasn't like a, a full-out TV show. I think it's just like a special. I don't know. The way they they worded it was weird. Uh, supposedly, it's supposed to be Luke Evans and Josh Gad coming back as Gaston and Lafleur. 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 I don't know how to say his I put name. A, I put a question mark next to it. I don't even know if that's his name. Name. Um. Oh, it's Lafou. Lafleu. I don't know. That works. Uh. So, so supposedly it's supposed to be them. Um. You know, I doubt 
bells in it or whatever and it's probably just like a little gaston kind of origin story or you know maybe their friendship or whatever um but i'm excited for riley i mean meeting the beast was a good movie i like both of these guys performances in it um as the characters so i'm sure it'll be good it's kind of you know musical live action stuff why not yeah um they're also doing a mighty ducks reboot which i know one of the original mighty ducks kids is like a convicted felon now or something like a drug addict shit I don't think he's going to be in this. Uh, this is something that's going to piss uh, Riley's Uncle Ricky off because he's a big Mighty Ducks fan and he doesn't like when they redo stuff like this. And just watching the trailer and what they showed us, I was like, this looks kind of cringe. This looks like it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely does. I've never seen the original and I don't plan on watching this either. Um, Turner and the but Hooch it's out there. with Josh Peck. I know Turner and the Hooch was a like an old film in like the 80s or 90s. Yeah, 1989. Oh, is that? Oh, what's his name? Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. Um, Josh Peck's going to be in it. I don't know. Is he playing Turner or Hooch? I think Hooch is a dog. Oh, I thought he was like a talking dog. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I've never seen it. (laughs) He is a dog. Uh, No, he's probably probably Tom Hanks for sure. Yeah, no, I can definitely see it. Is that a show or a movie? I don't know, actually. Um, I don't know. I probably won't watch it either way. Um, yeah, I have no fucking clue. They're also doing a show. 12 episode order. 12? So it's a show. 12 gotcha. episodes. They're also doing a show called Big Shot, starring a Full House star, John Stamos. This was a classic big-time coach. Uh, he was a college coach. Uh, runs out of jobs. Probably gets in trouble for doing X, Y, or Z. And he yes. becomes a high school girls basketball coach at this private school. And it's the story of him pushing them to their limits and getting the most out of them. And they won't like him at first, but towards the end, they'll come to love him. And they'll probably be bad. I'm guessing now it's probably a bad basketball team. And they'll overcome adversity and make it to the championship game. Only to come up just short in the championship game. But everyone still is happy because of the memories and the bro- and the sisterhood that they created. Yeah, uh, when we saw this, I-, I text you and said this was a script they had lying around from 1985 that they just found. <laughs> and I texted you saying that this looks so stupid, but it looks like something I'll watch and cry at. <laughs> just, it's the most cliche movie you've ever seen in your life. Um, but fuck it, you know? Why not? They got a lot of stuff, so yeah, I guess, you know, they they probably just wanted to get John Stamos for something. Um yeah, Swiss. That's not true. <laughs> Wait, what? That, uh, that's probably true. Oh, I think so. That's not true. I did. I didn't mean that. Oh, Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, that's supposedly going to be a show again. I don't know much about this other than I guess it was a movie in the 60s, 1960 to be exact. Very uh, old. Yeah, it's going to be a series. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about. Like, I've seen the original movie. It has 82% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure it's one of those classics that people love. Um, hopefully, not an old racist Disney movie. Um, and I'm sure problematic. I'm sure it, it'll be great. It looks like a jungle movie. Looks like they're like a family living in the jungle. This kid has a bowl cut. Maybe it's Swiss Family Robinson in the past, and then the season finale is them meet meeting the Robinsons from the future. So just meet, meet the, Robinsons? the Robinsons. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought that's what you were going where you were going there. Um, I'm gonna skip over this real quick because I want to talk about this at the end. Uh, oh, I didn't even see this. They're doing a Hocus Pocus sequel? 
Yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Riley loves Hocus Pocus. You you watch this entire thing and they announce so many different things on it that you didn't even see multiple things. Well, yeah, there was so much. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Um, I'm assuming the three characters are probably coming back to reprise their roles. Now, is this a Disney Plus exclusive? I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, I'll take your word for yes. it. Yes. Um, Set to premiere exclusively on Disney streaming service. Okay. Uh, three Man and a Baby. Another thing I missed. So I think I just got really excited about uh, the G on our outline that I just missed a few things. Uh, starring Zac Efron. Uh, is this like Two and a Half Men? I, don't, I think Three Man and a Baby is already... It was like something that already existed. 1987 movie. Oh, that got, guy's got a great mustache. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck's got one hell of a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed if Zach Efron doesn't grow out the stash for this. <laughs> Dude, Tom Selleck's stash. What a stash. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I know the reboot of an old Disney property, but starring Zach Efron. That's fun. Um, they had some sports movies. I think this is kind of in conjunction with ESPN Plus, maybe. Um there, it's like a Chris yeah. Paul, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, and Keenan Lowe. I don't know who Keenan Lowe is. I obviously know who the other two is. Um, I know Giannis is, in particular is about like his rise from being like this kid in Greece who barely got drafted and all this to becoming a superstar. And it'll just be kind of sports documentaries that I probably won't watch, but maybe I will. Um, yeah, they had they had some Disney Plus movie called Safety about former Clemson University football Ray McElroreth Bay. Mick McElrath Bay. I don't know. It's about some dude, and it's kind of along those same lines, um, made by the same people about different athletes. So if you've seen that, you probably know what this is going to be. Yeah, uh, Flora and Ulysses, a comic book fangirl and her superpowered squirrel. Uh, is, yeah, I, is this animated? <laughs> I don't think it is. Is this a show? Yeah. Okay, so it's based off a book, Flora and Ulysses: The Illuminated Adventures. By Kate uh, DiCamillo. DiCamillo. Um, so it's probably a kids, a directed at kids, kind of fun, just little series. Um, so that's cool. It's going to be a movie, not a show. I don't know if I said that. Okay. Um, maybe we'll watch that for the podcast. We'll see. Uh, this one I'm very excited about because I loved these movies as a kid. Cheaper by the Dozen. They're doing another one of those. Uh, the Blackish creator, Kenyon Barris, is doing it. Um, I'm assuming this is going to be a different uh, Dozen of children yeah, they already said it's going to be more like a mixed family okay so we so like different ethnic backgrounds and whatnot all coming together in a giant family and it's by the blackish creator which i, I, I don't that. know if you've seen any of that show it's actually pretty good so are we thinking like a foster home situation here i'm thinking i don't know i have no clue <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that should be good who's attached to it or anything but i'm sure it'll be good yeah uh, cheap. Uh, I just said cheaper by this. And Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which for a second I thought Rescue Rangers was those toys I was telling you about earlier that fight, uh, Spider-Man would fight when I was a kid. Um, not the same thing, but I guess Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, Addie, and Andy Samberg, excuse me, and John Mulaney. John Mulaney does Spider-Ham, correct? Yeah, and he's uh, in Big Mouth right now. So th- is that a new thing? I feel like this is going to be one of those things that's like you think it's directed for kids. But I feel like it might be low-key kind of good. I, yeah, I feel like it's going to be very much along the lines of I don't, like cars or stuff where there's a lot of adult jokes and the kid 
thing. Yeah. Uh, just between these two making it, they're both fucking hilarious and great and whatever they're in. So I'm sure it'll be good. Um, it just depends how aggressively they target kids in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they announced a Pinocchio movie, live action movie. Uh, Tom Hanks is in it. I don't know. Is he going to be like the puppeteer or the not the puppeteer? But the, the puppet I, I don't know his name, but he's got to be the old dude, right? Giuseppe? Yeah. Is that really his name? (laughs) It just sounds right. Um, And then it's also directed by Robert Zemeckis, who, oh, wow. He directed a lot of things. Very well-known director. Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Cast Away, The Polar Express, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I see a lot of Tom Hanks movies in this. Maybe they're just great. Maybe not a lot. That's like two. Duo. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? three with Pinocchio. The Walk? That's about that one guy who walked between the Twin Towers. That was one of those movies I saw a trailer for one time at the movies. I was like, that looks really good. And I never heard about it again until right now. Um, I might need to watch that. The Walk. It's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy, another old Disney uh, property that is getting revamped. But apparently this is a Disney Plus series. I don't know if this is going to be, I'm assuming, after the Peter Pan movie takes place. I don't know. Is Peter Pan and Wendy lovers now? I don't really remember Peter Pan all that much, to be, you know, honest. Um, I know that's fun. There is a sequel with their daughter. Oh, or, or is it just Wendy? I think it's just Wendy's daughter. So I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I don't know. They'll do something with it. Um, live action, correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, this one Riley was very excited about, Disenchanted, sequel to Enchanted, this movie starring Amy Adams where she's like a princess in an animated land, and then she uh, something happens. I don't remember exactly, but she finds herself in New York City and kind of coping with real world. Uh, Riley loves this movie. I remember liking this movie as a kid, so I, I'm actually kind of excited about this. I think this might be half decent. I don't know if you it's ever watched the, the original. Uh, yeah, it's got the guy from Grey's Anatomy in it. I don't know who that is. He's just the he's the main doctor guy. He's actually like a race car driver now, but everyone knows him from Grey's Anatomy, and he's just casually in this, being like a Prince Charming. It's like, dude, you got patience. James Marsden. Um, no. Patrick. Oh, Pepsi. that guy was in um Sonic. That's what he looks familiar from. You ever see Sonic? Oh, they they're both in that. No, I haven't seen Sonic, but um, I know he's in it. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey's a race car driver. Yeah, he was an actor, and then I think he like quit acting in Grey's Anatomy so he could focus on his race car career, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. That is pretty awesome. He's in uh, the United Sports Car Championship, which Fuck is, yeah. I guess, just, I don't know, the bitch version of NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sister Act 3, Whoopi Goldberg is confirmed to return. I don't know much about Sister Act. I know it's about nuns. Uh, what about Sister Act 2? I don't know anything about either of those. <laughs> okay. I had to ask Riley what Sister Act was, and she just told me it's about nuns. Um, 1992. Damn. That's old. I feel like that movie came out in our childhood. I guess not. I was six years inconceived at that point. Um, Jungle Cruise. This has already been – I mean, this was supposed to come out this year, I believe, right? Or was it always 2021? You might be right. It might have already needed um, – supposed to have been out. But they, they, you know, they had a small trailer with it. And it's The Rock. It's Emily Blunt. Um, you know, they just talked about it. Now, I, my opinion on this, and then, but they mentioned something during this presentation that put it into perspective for me. 
my opinion on this movie was always like, oh, this is stupid. They're doing a movie off of a ride. Like, how stupid is that? And then they mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Like, that movie came out, like, well, well after the ride, you know, was invented or whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe this could be half decent. Maybe they got a franchise on their hands. Yeah. Um, I, I Anything with The Rock in it's probably going to be enjoyable, um, as well as Emily Blunt. So, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. Good time. The Rock, uh, noted top 10 actor of the decade that I said, and you said he absolutely was not. Um, Correct. But you just said any movie with him is enjoyable, so I just want that to be on the record. It, it's enjoyable. I stand by that. Um, a live-action Lion King prequel, something no one asked for. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I, the first one, it, it just, the live-action animal stuff just doesn't work that well when there's no humans or anything to bounce off of for emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still going with it, and they got Barry Jenkins, who did the Moonlight, the best picture yeah, um, winning movie, and they have Hans Zimmer and Pharrell doing music for it. So they were like, you know, we have Jon Favreau do the first one, and, you know, fucking Beyonce and all these other famous people do the movie. And they're like, you know what? Not good enough. We're just going to keep throwing talent at this till something sticks. <laughs> yeah, so, I can't say I'm too excited for it, honestly. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Little Mermaid live action. I know. So you put announced cast. I know a lot of the cast was already rumored. I don't know if it was announced before, but a lot of this wasn't really like news because I knew yeah. like David Diggs was in it. Um, the main actress. I don't know her name and I apologize for that, but she is. Um, I remember there was backlash because she was not uh, Caucasian, which is dumb. People getting mad about a animated uh, mermaid, which mermaids aren't real in case people forgot. Um <laughs> <laughs> mermaids can be any skin tone um i'm so that's why i knew the cast was already announced um and lynn manuel miranda is doing the music on this which lynn is fantastic and him and david work together on hamilton and i'm excited what kind of you know i wouldn't be surprised if you know Hallie bailey Haley bailey Hallie bailey Hallie oh, bailey no, yeah because it's almost like Hallie berry um holy should they have heart javier bardem in this i don't know who that is it's like terrifying looking he's in a lot of like He's usually creepy, but he's just playing King Trident. <laughs> um, so I'm sure it'll be great. I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think they are going to go this route. I, they'll probably have some of the classic songs, but I think they're probably, since Lynn is on it, they're going to have new songs as well. Maybe it's all new songs. Maybe it's like what they did with Mary Poppins. That'd be crazy. Um, but I'm sure there are new songs, because why would you hire Lin-Manuel Miranda, of all people, just to redo the same songs? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's definitely going to be some original stuff in it. No uh, doubt. Uh, Night at the Museum, they're doing an animated film. So the Night, at the Night at the Museum movies, I feel like, are some of the most slept-on movies. I really enjoyed all of them as a kid. Um, I don't know. They didn't announce. I'm I'm assuming he's not in it because they would have announced it with it. I don't think Ben Stiller is going to, like, reprise his role in animated form or anything. Um, yeah, I don't think so, but who knows? We'll see if this is good. I'll probably give it a watch just because the first three. Um, and then the first thing. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I got nothing else. Do you have something else to say about Night at the Museum? No. Okay. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, the first thing I'm going to watch when it comes out, and the thing I'm most excited for, and the thing I saved for right now as we're done talking about Disney live action, is um, Percy Jackson. I mean, this has already been pretty much confirmed. I mean, Rick Riordan has sh- uh, shared pictures of him starting the screenwriting, and he even shared the the logo like two days before this. Um, but they officially acknowledged it in this um, investors meeting. They didn't really give any information on it. 
Um, I'm just very, very excited, Ty. This is going to be fantastic. These were my favorite books as a kid. Uh, Greek mythology is awesome, and there's such a an empire they can build with this. And I'm happy, you know, they've already made two terrible movies, and I'm happy Disney is going the route of series of unfortunate events and making a TV show rather than trying to do what they did with Artemis Fowl and then just butcher it yet again. Um, so I hate those Percy Jackson movies, but I'm thankful that they exist because since they do exist, we are getting this. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm also a fan of Greek mythology for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I like the like the blood and guts part of it in God of War. But <laughs> yeah. this will be cool. I don't know. You never read the books, huh? No. They're good. So I've seen the movies. Just work of arts. <laughs> They're so bad. I hate them so much. <laughs> but if you turn each I don't really... book into like three episodes, three hour long episodes. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect. Hopefully they're good. I think there is a lot of stuff you can explore and do, especially in a in a series with this kind of, you know, long book series where there's so much story and so much, you know, Greek mythology and shit you can build off of to, you know, make this show. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they didn't give anything away. They didn't do any announcements for the cast or whatnot. But just the idea of it. I, I'm excited. I'm I think fucking, it'll be good. I'm fucking super excited. Uh, Disney Animation's doing some new stuff. So, Raya and the Last Dragon, that was already announced. It was supposed to be released this year, I believe. Uh, they announced that it is the next title to be released. It is actually going to be on Disney Plus March 5th, but it's going to be one of the premium ones like they did with Mulan. Probably have yep. to pay 30 bucks to watch it, and I probably will pay 30 bucks to watch it, unless movie theaters are safely open by then, which I'm not expecting. I want to hold your breath, but... You know, Disney Disney does good stuff. This isn't Pixar. This is just the, the Disney animation side of things. But they still make good movies, and I'm excited to see this one. Yeah, I mean, your fa- one of your favorite animated movies that they're making a TV show out of now is uh, Moana. Um, Fuck yeah. They're making a show about her and Tiana, uh, the princess from Princess and the Frog. Um, oh, it's two different shows, I think. Yeah, two different shows. Um, look, I don't think I'm going to watch any of these. These have, like, they used to do, like, Disney Channel shows like kind of about the princesses a little bit like and i think this is going to be more of that just on the streaming service um yeah it reminded me of the lilo and stitch show yeah um, the tv show i I feel like it's going to kind of be similar to that especially with moana being you know islandy vibes too yeah um again some of this stuff is going to be targeted directly at children and you know these are probably what it's going to be and we'll see you know what they decide but it's cool new different properties yeah, um, one that might not be ch- – I mean, it's targeted – all of every all of this animated stuff's targeted to children, but something that might be more family-oriented, uh, the Baymax series um, yep. taking place, Big Hero 6, after Big Hero 6. So the whole thing about Baymax, they're saying he's like a nurse or whatever, like not a nurse, but like a caregiver or something. And it's going to be the story of him going like person-to-person and helping people out and everything. Um, that could be fun. I feel like that could be a good show that anyone of any age could really enjoy. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's – basically going to be like a superhero show but less serious it's more you know the big hero 6 movie is fantastic yeah and it's going they said it takes place directly after the movie so it's just continuation and they're just going to keep telling stories with those characters um in that world that they created i I think it'll be great i really like that movie so i'm sure a show will be really good and i'm hoping the zootopia show is the same way too because zootopia i feel like is one of the most underrated animated movies out there i love zootopia and i think they really do have this really dynamic and interesting world that they could build out of it and they noticed that they noticed that too because they're creating the show zootopia plus um 
I doubt it's going to have the main characters. It, they just said that it takes place in Zootopia. So it's probably be a bunch of different stories from the city of Zootopia. Um, but that's exciting. I'm excited for that. Yeah, Zootopia is a great movie. I, I highly doubt it'll be those same characters, but um, this feels like another one targeted directly towards kids. Just stuff going on with different animal people, but we'll see. I'm going to watch it. Um, they also <laughs> confirmed, which I think this was also rumored. It might have also been confirmed already, but they talked about it here. Um, Encantu, a new movie set in Colombia, and again, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to do the music. Uh, he's really going after that Oscar to complete the EGOT, um, so I'm sure this will be fantastic. Keep throwing stuff out there. <laughs> I'm sure this will be fantastic. He's also doing a movie with, uh, I want to say Sony or DreamWorks or one of those other studios called Vivo, where he's doing the music. So he, he's just going for that Oscar. His logic he has is the Heights coming out soon too. There you go. I mean, if he just has five different movies where he does the music for it, and he's just all the nominees, he statistically can't lose. Um, <laughs> just competing against himself at that point. <laughs> um, they announced Iwaju. It is a long-form series. Uh, I guess it's an African comic book series. I didn't know much about this. Uh, do you know anything about it to expand on? No. I, that's, like, that's the most I know. Is it's another African-based thing. Um, it's a series that they're going to follow and turn into something animated. I don't know. I'm intrigued to see what it is, but I don't know anything about it. And they didn't dive that deep into it. Either. Okay. Uh, and this one I was excited about, or not excited, surprised about, I should say uh ice age so they're doing an ice age spinoff i wasn't aware that disney owned the ice age property um it's they got it through the fox trend uh purchase uh yeah. so they're doing a spinoff starring like the little squirrel things or whatever they are i don't know what they are um ice age adventures of buck wild jason okay well yeah that's what it's called it has simon Pegg. he i think he was the original little squirrel thing in the fourth movie or whatever movie he was in i don't know i stopped watching those movies after like two um yeah. that'll be fun I guess a million percent targeted towards kids. I will never click on this. This was one of those, um, whoever is in charge of making it pitched it, let's say a year ago and like, Oh, it's this ice age spinoff. It'll make box office money, blah, 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 blah. Maybe it'll go straight to DVD. And they were like, Oh, okay, maybe. And then they're like, Oh, we got Disney plus like, let's just throw it on Disney plus like, go ahead make it. Um, and that's- well, I'm pretty sure it's, it's just a series now. Oh, I thought it was a movie. It might be, but I think it's a series. You know what Disney Plus is kind of reminding me of some of these titles. What? Like the like the Sister Act 3 or Disenchanted or like the I mean this isn't a movie, but it's the Big Shot show or Turner and the Hooch. It seems like a lot of like straight to DVD stuff that they're kind of putting on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. Like the, you know, like they had the Beauty and the Beast 2 and all those like straight to DVD sequels. Like that's what it feels like. They just have a, uh, sorry for punching my mic. They just have like an outlet to put it out now. Um, Pixar. I mean, that's fine. Dude. Keep filling up the, you know, keep filling it up and everything. Cause you know, this, this more than any other streaming service is the whole family thing. Like stuff for the kids, stuff for the family, stuff for adults. Like, and they even added in, uh, we didn't talk about it. They added in the new star thing or whatever. That's supposed to have like American dad and family guy type shows coming onto there. Yeah. Um, so they're really trying to do as much stuff as possible for all different age range. And that's good. The straight to DVD stuff, will keep kids entertained. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pixar. So they, they announced some stuff, some big stuff. Um, they announced Pixar popcorn. It's going to be shorts with iconic Pixar characters. This is the stuff. Um, 
they would make these on like Disney Channel. Like, do you remember that Mater series where he was like a stunt driver or something? Oh yeah, for sure. That's pretty much this, but on Pixar. Um, I'm hoping yep. they do a Ratatouille one just for the sake of Riley. Uh, I'm sure they will. And I, I might pop in and watch one or two of these. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Doug Days, they're doing an actual series. It's going to be... or See, this is where I was confused. Was Doug Days one of the Pixar popcorns that they just announced? I'm pretty sure it's a whole show. Okay, so it's the dog from Up. Um, that looks decent. I mean, I'm a noted not that big of an Up fan, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I am a big noted Cars fan, though, and they are doing a Cars series, Lightning McQueen and Mater. Uh, they said it was just road tripping around the United States, man, which I'm excited for. Just more Mater in my life. That's what I need. I don't know. Again, this depends on if they make it like the little Mater shorts, which, you know, weren't watchable, or if they kind of throw more effort at it. But I think it would be cool to see the rest of the United States in like that car world yeah. and how they kind of transition everything. I think that would be decent, depending on how they do it. I'm hoping – I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like those that Mater show – I don't know. Do you think Pixar did those, or do you think like some uh, like intern at Disney did those? You know what I mean, or like yeah, it feels like a Disney Channel thing that used Pixar's stuff. Like, you know, I feel like if Pixar is actually doing this, and then they're actually getting Larry the Cable Guy or whatever, and um, who's Lightning McQueen? Owen Wilson, right? Yeah, yeah. If they're actually getting them to do it. Like it could be half decent. You know, I'm a big Cars guy. I'll stand by it till the day I die. Um, hopefully, it's good. Uh, they also announced their first ever Pixar's first ever kind of long form series, which I thought was actually a really, really, really interesting um, idea. And I don't know how it's going to pan out. It's kind of something I haven't seen done before. Um, so it's called Win or Lose. And it was based off this uh, kind of real life. They would talk about their meetings at Pixar and one person thought the meeting went fantastic and the other person thought it went terrible. So they kind of turned that into a show where it's a middle school softball team. It's like the week leading up to the championship game or it's some really big week. And yeah. we're going to see the same events in every single episode. Well, there's going to be the same kind of, you know, it is the same events pretty much, but from a It'll different the same pers- time. Yeah. A different perspective. So every episode is going to be a different girl on the team. Maybe even the coach will have an episode. I'm sure he will or her. Um, and it's going to be a different perspective, you know, probably stuff in their home lives, things with the team, their perspective on everything. And it, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't know how good it'll be, but I'm excited to actually give it a shot. Yeah, especially being made by Pixar, they they handle this kind of stuff really well. Um, you look at a movie like Inside Out, where you know it was like the different emotions and stuff and everything. And this will be cool seeing how you know one thing may affect one person, but given a different perspective, you know it can be good or bad for different reasons. And it's just an interesting way to tell a story that, I, uh, like you said, I've never seen before. And I, I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, for sure. Um, they announced Luca, which I think Luca might have already been announced or rumored. I'm not sure because it is coming out in June. So I think it 100% was probably yeah. already announced. Um, they showed a trailer to the shareholders, which we did not get to see. Riley was pissed because she, she has $1 in Disney stock. Um, <laughs> and she's, it was funny. She was like, how come more, they like more people's, uh, shares are valuable than mine. And I was like, well, cause they're literally more valuable than yours. You have a dollar. <laughs> like they probably have hundreds, if not thousands. Um, <laughs> um, so they talked about that. It's a boy from Italy, kind of a, a friendship story. I think it's, they came across like a sea creature or something. I feel like every Pixar movie sounds weird and then it comes out and it's fantastic. So I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, yeah, we got no reason to doubt them at this point. Yeah. I, I'm not going to start now. 
uh, Turning Red, a movie that they announced, I believe, for 2022 or 2023. This one sounded another weird Pixar story uh, about a girl, you know, 13 years old, kind of going through the changes of life, going through puberty. Um, I don't think they ever outright said puberty in the presentation. They might have. But going through the changes of life, yeah. and every time she gets excited, she turns into this giant red panda. Now, I was talking to Riley about this. Um, I definitely think this is going to be about puberty, and it's like the whole red panda turning red. Um, I think they're going to subtly talk about, you know, kind of a, a young girl's transition into getting her period and all that kind of stuff. I think that's the whole why they're doing red and everything. I don't think it's going to yep. be like literally her period and tampons and everything, but – I was telling Ryan, like, this could be actually, like, a really important movie for a lot of, you know, young girls because it's, like, you don't see – I mean, you see, like, the the cringy movies they'll show, you know, like, we saw the Wet Dreams one in fifth grade. Um, but to have, like, an actual Pixar movie that's targeted at, you know, my cousin Haley, who's eight years old, who, you know, by this time will be older, but, you know, like that. will be and, this 13, you know, 11 to 13-ish. Yeah, so – but, like, even younger, younger kids, you know what I mean? Like, to mm-hmm. kind of – subtly kind of get them ready for it even in a little way where maybe when they're older they're like oh wow this was kind of you know prepared me like i think that could be really big and i think that's kind of a gutsy move because there's going to be people pissed off about it naturally um but you know i think it'll be good and i think they'll probably send not probably i think they will send a good message i i agree um depending on how they go about it or whatnot like i said pixar's always been really good with this kind of stuff yeah um so it's a very weird premise and it kind of doesn't make sense they compared it to an adorable, incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just so we'll see what it is. But if it is kind of along the lines that you're thinking, and you know, it's about that kind of transition in life, that that could be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, yeah, it'll be great. And but the biggest news—that's why I skipped it on the outline because I wanted to save yep. it last for Pixar. Now it's hype for this. It is a movie. I believe 2022. Yes, yeah, summer of 2022. Two years from now. It is titled Lightyear. It is the origin story for the toy Buzz Lightyear. Um, it is voiced by Chris Evans. Now, I know some people on Twitter are like, but why isn't it uh, – who is it? Tim Allen? Which one does? Yeah. What, uh, Tim Buzz? Allen. Why isn't it him? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, this isn't the toy Buzz. This is the human version. So I don't know if he's actually going to be a space ranger or if it's going to be like some fighter pilot guy, something. Or maybe it's a superhero in the Pixar world. You know what I mean? Like it's like a – does that make sense? Like, it's like a fictional superhero, but in the Pixar world. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way I thought of it and the way they kind of explained it is like, this is a movie Andy as a kid grew up and watched and then got the toy Buzz Lightyear. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's what so, the toy is based on. So Buzz so Lightyear like, is not a real person in this quote unquote Toy Story universe. He's like a fictional. This is the This is the movie inside of a movie pretty much. I think so. I think that's kind of how they explained it is that that when they originally made Toy Story, they made this character based on, you know, a cool astronaut movie character. Now they're making that movie that the toy was based on. Now, if this succeeds, do they do a Woody thing? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Maybe like a Western, a Pixar Western. That'd be kind of cool. I do remember, though, my favorite all time as a kid scene of any of the Toy Stories, still to this day, just based on how much I loved it when I did love it, was the opening to Toy Story 2 where Buzz is, like, fighting Zerg. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, like, going under the cut. Like, that was my favorite scene all time. Like, I remember as a kid, like, rewinding it and watching it over. Like, I, 
they did that way back then with that. Like, I'm excited about the fun they could like. This could almost be like a like a superhero light movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I'm excited. This is going to be good. I'm really, really excited for this. Every year they got to do a sequel, or every so often they got to do a sequel of some kind. You know, they have um, Soul coming out December 25th on Disney Plus. Super excited for that. They showed a new trailer. Uh, we didn't even talk about that. Um, they got Luca. They got this Turning Red movie. They got their new properties. But every three or four years, they got to do The Incredibles 2. They got to do, you know, The Finding Dory. Yep. This is a new version of this, which is going to be fresh um, while also expanding on the Toy Story, you know, kind of market. I'm just fucking stoked. And it looked great. They didn't show a trailer, but they showed just the still of it. Yeah. And I mean, it looks like it's going to be, you know, the animation is going to be out of the fucking blow your mind good because it's Pixar, but Pixar in space, like they're going to be able to do so much incredible cool. stuff with visuals and th- the different worlds or whatever, depending on how they do it, that it's going to look incredible. Well, yeah, we saw them do space, uh, which will be 14 years ago from the time of this movie coming out on your birthday, uh, Wally, and it looked great back in 2008. Like imagine how yeah. fucking great it'll look in 2022. Um, I'm excited. That's going to be good. Uh, speaking of superheroes, though, I think the thing we were most excited for, and they saved it for last, best for last, uh, it's just all the Marvel talk. Um, man. So much Marvel talk. We're an hour into this pod, and we might only be halfway, Ty. Um, no, we'll, we'll hammer through some of this stuff, because some of this stuff was known. Uh, WandaVision, yeah. they released a new trailer. It's coming out January 15th, Disney+. Plus. I'm 99.99999% sure they're going to do what they did with Mandalorian and release them weekly. I don't know if they've confirmed that, but that's what I'm, I'm assuming is going to happen. I'm 99% sure they have confirmed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> this show, man, like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be dead-ass honest with you. I'm not a big TV guy. You know this. If this wasn't MCU, I don't know if I would be that interested in it because it just looks so quirky. Like, but... <laughs> Being an MCU fan and the tremendous work they do, I'm fucking stoked, dude. It's going to be so weird, and it's going to be so great. Yeah, and it, it looks like they very much, you know, have light music playing throughout it, and it looks weird, and it's like she's changing shit, but it feels almost like there's, like, this dark, dark aura or something going on behind the scenes, and you can tell, but it's going to be lighthearted and cool, except for when it's not. Yeah. And it's so weird to get the vibe of what this is going to be. And they've explained it as being weird and different. And I'm just excited to see what it is. I can't say that I'm expecting it to be this incredible thing. I'm just excited to see how they do it. Because um, you're right. I think if this wasn't MCU, I'd kind of look at it and be like, what What the fuck is this? But, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just knowing that it's going to have characters in it that we know and it's going to, you know, contribute to this franchise and, like, all these other stories – I'm excited to see what it is. And that's the first thing coming out on January 15th next year. And I can't wait. So this is supposed to, and we'll talk about it later, but this is supposed to open Mm -hmm. up, kind of start the whole multiverse kind of domino effect that they're going with. Um, What do you think the chances are of us seeing a Robert Downey Jr. slash just any of them really, Tom Holland, Liam Hensworth, like just very briefly, you know what I mean? As they rip through like these, quote unquote multiverses like will we get a three minute scene with iron man like that new footage you know what i mean not like they're just look looking back at like a movie like i think that could happen and i think that could be very exciting yeah i think it could i know dr strange is confirmed but yeah. not as like a multiverse thing um i feel like this one's gonna be more contained okay um i think there's other stuff where we can see scenes like that i think this one's gonna be less of jumping around 
it's going to be more of the kicking off point for the weird shit in the future. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. January 15th, we're a month away, Ty, a month and four days. Um, man. I can't wait. Um, um, but while we're here, I didn't put it on the outline. They also very briefly touched on Black Widow, which is coming out next year. Maybe I didn't put it on the outline. You did. That's the stuff that these both have, were supposed to have already been released. Oh, really? This was yeah, supposed Black to be Widow. released? I'm pretty sure this or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we'll talk about no, next. No, it we're... was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, that's fine. Either way, I can't fucking wait, and I'm tired of waiting for Marvel content. <laughs> it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier because you told me they had, like, a pandemic, like, undertone. Yes. And with COVID, they were like, yeah, this isn't appropriate. we got to rewrite this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But we did get a new trailer for it. Yeah, so a new trailer. They're talking about the, the shield, cap shield, the weight it holds. Um, March 2021 release. Now, I remember back then, back in the day, when they first, first announced these series, um, the kind of rumor online was, and I remember us talking about it on the podcast specifically, that all of these kind of shows would be like pretty much six-hour movies. This one, for sure, they said is going to be an MCU movie just drawn out into you know X amount of episodes. I don't think yeah. WandaVision so much is going to be like that. I think it'll be more like The Mandalorian, kind of, um, even though I don't watch it, but kind of like more traditional episodes, not like a serialized show. But this one, I feel like, is the one where it's going to be, you know, like a straight up, like you could watch all three or all five, however many episodes, just back to back to back to back to back. And it's just like literally picks up right after like one continue giant movie. And that's fucking, that's just awesome. Yeah. I, and it's going to be so good. They showed one scene, it was Falcon going through like, um like a desert mountain i don't know what it's like rocks oh my god sorry (laughs) (laughs) like rocks or something through a helicopter um you know it's like shooting at him and you can tell they're it's just full budget full mcu action it's gonna be fucking awesome yeah man i'm stoked um the loki show they first trailer for that uh owen wilson laughed audibly when he came on screen i don't know why i just (laughs) this is owen wilson man um now, okay, so I wanted to talk about this because we said that show looks weird. We don't know what's happening. And Riley sent me a tweet that actually made it click to me. We saw a scene where Loki is in the plane and he's got glasses on. And then he parachutes mm-hmm. out and he gets shot into the, the Thor beam thing. I don't remember the exact name of it. Um, do you remember? The, the- Odin, Odin's Force. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> do you know what that was supposed to be? Um, yeah, it's like some real life heist or some shit. Okay, yeah. So, I forgot about that. It's it's called. Uh, I actually just watched this documentary last night. I recommend it. It's on HBO Max. It's about an hour and a half long. It's called Who Was DB Cooper? The guy is DB Cooper. He hijacked a plane in the seventies and got two hundred thousand dollars and four parachutes, and he just parachuted off the plane, and they never found him. They don't know if he's alive, dead. There's a bunch of people who think like one of their family members is DB Cooper, and that's the documentary. It's like showing like four different people who swear that they're husband slash dad slash whatever what was db cooper um really good i recommend it but that's what that i think was supposed to be because he has the sunglasses and you know it would explain why he never was found because it's loki in this you know made up universe whatever and i forgot that when they first pitched this show it's kind of loki going throughout history like uh like remember they were talking about him like in historical events kind of making his mark so i feel there's going to be some overlapping story with this like Owen Wilson kind of land, whatever we saw. Um, But yeah, I just, I'm excited. It's going to be them intervening into real world stuff. A bunch of like the greatest mysteries. I can't think of any other mystery right now, but um, I'm stoked. I'm fucking stoked. This is probably the one I'm most excited for, honestly. 
I wouldn't go that far. I think it's going to be really good, though. Um, I, I think they're going to do some weird shit with it. And it's, yeah, it's going to be throughout history. Because, I mean, he wakes up in a desert. I like how they should, like, cut in Endgame and then cut right away to the show. Yeah. Um, he wakes up in a desert with, like, you know, I can't think of what they're called, but, like, Alaskan-looking people. But, like, Eskimos. old, old, old. Yeah, like, Eskimo-looking people, but, like, in a desert. So, you know, some shit's going to be weird. Uh, Owen Wilson's character works... It's like a character from the comics who works for, it's called the Time Variance Association or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be timeline stuff. So I think he's going to have to work for them and do something and go throughout history messing with stuff. And it's going to be weird. And I don't know if it's going to be, if it's going to tie into the MCU as much as some of these other ones. I think it's going to be more standalone, good entertainment. And I'm fine with that. No, yeah, I think for sure. Because the whole... Um, this Loki is in is on that different timeline because their whole excuse for the time travel is when you go back in time, you're actually going to a different, you know, quote unquote timeline. So this is technically a different Loki, um, but they could always uh, rework that in the future with the multiverse. So he could easily yeah, find mean, his way back in. I cannot stress this enough. He's going to be in the next Thor movie. You really think so? I, I 100% think so. <laughs> They're going to do something. This is all going to work out, and he's going to end up getting put back to that timeline. Well, maybe there's a reason why it's released after WandaVision. Maybe WandaVision's going to open that multiverse, and then the end of the Loki show, we're going to see him. Like, the very end of the Loki show is going to coincide. This is my prediction, if they do bring him back. The end of WandaVision, so there's going to be, like, some uh, multiverse fuckery, but, like, the end of it is going to be, like, this big cliffhanger that sets up, you know, Doctor Strange or Spider-Man or whatever that sets up the NCU where like the multiverse is officially like open, you know, like there'll be some crazy event that causes this to happen. The end of the Loki show will be like his perspective. Something will happen. And then he'll be like, you know, you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? No, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be WandaVision is going to fuck stuff up. Loki's going to get caught up in the TVA and like that people. And they're going to be like, yeah, she fucked up all these different timelines. Okay, And I think that's how they're going to go, like, her actions in that show fucked up all these timelines. We need you to help us oh. fix these timelines. Oh, see, I was going more subtle than that. I was going, like, it has nothing to do with WandaVision. But at the very end, there's, like, one moment, like, kind of like in Spider-Verse where, like, it shows Peter Parker eating the pizza. And then all of a sudden he gets sucked into the other universe. Something like that with Loki where, like, he's doing something. And then all of a sudden it's, like, like a big explosion happens. And then he's, like, something happens. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm super stoked. Way, it would be great. I'm super stoked. Um, they also Hawkeye. This is another show they've talked about before, but they confirmed Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, who's like Hawkeye's um, not mentor, the opposite of a mentor, apprentice, I guess. Yeah. Um, late fall 2021. Hopefully that doesn't get pushed back. Not too stoked about it. Half because they haven't shown a lot. Half because I've never been a big Hawkeye guy. I don't think there are many ho- big Hawkeye guys, but I could be wrong. Um. He- a more, you know, close to the ground, less superhero-y, um, you know, more casual stuff. But Haley Seinfeld's a great actor. And actress. I'm intrigued. Actress. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued what they do with it. Yeah, me too. I'm more excited for the What If show, which they gave us our first trailer for. Animated. Not connected to the MCU, but it's got, like, the MCU. Like, they showed um, Doctor Strange, and it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, it's his face. Um, so it's pretty yeah. much the same characters, but like just this little spinoff where it's what if every episode's going to be a different story. What if one of them was uh, Peggy Carter becoming Captain America? Um, or was it, wasn't there a UK sign on it? 
well, coming Captain England, Captain UK, because she's from England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, T'Challa becoming Star-Lord, uh, getting abducted by, um, what's his name, the guy with the blue face? Can't think of his um, name. Yondu. Yondu. Um, so that's going to be excited. It's just going to be a bunch... It's just going to be a bunch of different things. I'm ho- I'm hyped for it. Yeah, I, I think it'll look really good. You know, it's animated, but it, it uses all the likeness of the MCU. It's the MCU people um, doing the voice work and everything. So it's those characters, but just if something was slightly changed. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be narrated by, I can't think of the guy's name, um, but he's the watcher and he sees all the different stuff or whatever. And he kind of just takes us to different things and, it's not going to be a continued story. It's each episode, you know, is this and that. And it's going to be another, you know, throw it on, enjoy it, and leave it at that. And that, that's nice sometimes, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, they announced some other Disney Plus shows, correct? These are Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Um, Ironheart, Riri Williams. She's a super genius. Uh, she's supposed to be the Iron Man su- successor and uh, creates her own suit of armor. Um, I don't know much about her in the comics, Ty. Are you excited about this? Yeah. Am. it's it's supposed to basically be like a young avengers type character who mm-hmm. is you know where we're going hawkeye and kate bishop's going to be the next hawkeye yeah um Ray williams basically becomes like the next iron man if i'm not mistaken she's a super genius and it's not like she gets iron man's armor she creates her own suit of armor much like iron man mm-hmm. um i'm surprised they're actually making this <laughs> i i know there was rumors and stuff but they confirmed it and i'm sure it'll be interesting and good yeah, for sure. Uh, another Tony Stark-related Armor Wars, which the premise of the show was pitched as um, pretty much what happens when Tony's worst fears come true and the wrong people get a hold of his technology. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to have Don Cheadle. They confirmed that. And I'm guessing it's just going to be Don Cheadle in his suit fighting a bunch of other people in their suits. Um, That's fucking cool. It's going to be cool. I'm sure it'll tie into the MCU like it always does. Um, the Secret Invasion, which I guess was... Maybe kind of set up a little bit by um, Spider-Man, the end credit scene, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, it's uh, Sam Jackson, Ben Middleston as Nick Fury and Talos. It's supposed to be a bunch of scrolls are kind of, um, you know, inhabiting Earth or whatnot. Um, Wasn't this like the original kind of theory for uh, Captain Marvel, if I'm not mistaken? Well, yeah, because originally the scrolls are are bad guys, and it's Secret Invasion where the scrolls become parts of you know shield and the u.s government or whatever and take over places and like infiltrate and you know pretend to be people so they can take control of stuff mm-hmm. they kind of switched that in captain marvel where the scrolls were good guys yeah um which a lot of people didn't expect but secret invasion was supposed to be like the next big event movie people were thinking um so i'm i don't know i'm i like sam jackson and i like the talos character and Captain Marvel and the small bit in um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm intrigued, but also slightly... I kind of was hoping this would be more of a bigger movie thing than just a show. So I Maybe don't know... Maybe it sets up the big movie. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it could, and that would be fucking awesome. So I, it, it just depends on how they go with it. They didn't show anything. They just said, these people, and this is, you know, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it is, but... And we'll see how they do it. Again, Marvel's another one of those things, much like Pixar, where I'm not going to question them until they fuck up. Yeah. So we'll see how good it is. Um, They announced a She-Hulk series with a subtle um, little tease to, um, what's his name? Why can't I? Daredevil. Daredevil. 
which was rumored to be in the next Spider-Man movie as his lawyer. Um, I know She-Hulk, there was like some, you know, courtroom kind of tie in there and they kind of teased it a little bit, but they didn't talk about Spider-Man. I think that's, you said, you brought up a good point. It's probably a Sony thing. Um, They confirmed the actress, actress, Tatiana Maslany. They confirmed that Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it. God, I hope it's something happens and he's not Professor Hulk anymore. I fucking hate Professor Hulk so much. I was telling you, I I hope that they're, I think she's supposed to be his cousin. I hope they get into a little bit of family beef. She punches him in the head and a little bit of brain damage happens. I'm fine with it. I I just, man. Or she's just dumb. Like when she becomes Hulk. Just give me one. (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're just going to have two big giant green green humans just talking. We're just yoked. That's so funny to think about. I hated Professor Hulk so fucking much. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And they also uh, announced, this is kind of a, a bombshell, uh, Tim Roth. Roth? Yeah, Roth. Yep. Uh, coming back as Abomination, the villain from the Ed Norton Hulk back in the day. 2008 Universal fucking basically made movie. Yeah. Um, that's big. He, I thought he was really good in that movie. He's a great actor. I'm excited to have them bring that character back, honestly. That was my, like, I was the biggest surprise that i was happy about with these different new shows was that they're bringing him back as villains he's fucking awesome yeah for and sure. even for 2008 like he looked awesome yeah for sure it'll be interesting to see what they do there uh, miss uh moonlight moon knight excuse me um i don't really know what this is about i know they they mentioned it briefly you wrote here it's rumored to be oscar isaac is that an actor or the director isaac's the actor he's um he was in star wars he... oh, okay yeah the one, um, I don't know. Yeah, not yeah. Finn. <laughs> uh, it's rumored to be Oscar Isaac. They didn't confirm it. They really just announced the show, and that's it. They didn't give anything else with it. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be, I believe, a character who has like multiple personalities, but like you know, each personality is very, like, will just fully take over. But he's also like a hero, so it's supposed to be weird and dark and creepy. Um, but you know, they announced it, so it's happening and I'm sure we'll get more information about it in the future. So Moon Knight on Marvel.com, Moon Knight struggling with multiple personalities and immoral inclinations. Mark Spector fights on, fights on against all odds as the cloaked Avenger Moon Knight. Supposed to be like Batman? I think so. (laughs) Which again, that's pretty fucking awesome. Like Dark Knight, Moon Knight. Like the, the, okay, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Again, uh, I won't doubt them until they do something wrong. But they did do something wrong with Professor Hulk, so maybe I should doubt them. Miss um, Marvel, they confirmed the actress Iman Vellani. Um, I know they they were doing the casting during COVID and whatnot. I don't know if this girl even has. Does she have acting history? I'm sure she does. Like, I don't think nothing major though. I think she's very similar to Tom Holland. Was kind of uh, unknown, and they mm-hmm. found her. Yeah, for sure. Um, and her, the whole thing is she's kind of like a fangirl of um, Captain Marvel. And I think they even confirmed that Captain Marvel might be in this a little bit, right? Or no, they confirmed Miss Marvel is going to be in the Captain Marvel 2, which they confirmed. So I'm sure Carol Danvers will be in this a little bit. Um, and they did show some footage. I don't know much about Miss Marvel, but again, another probably Young Avengers thing, I would assume, that they're setting up for in the future. Yeah, I know Miss Marvel, she was the main. Um protagonist that's a good guy right yeah (laughs) of the new avengers video game and so that's kind of my extent to where i kind of looked into it a little bit but she's basically a muslim teenager 
who is like a fucking mega fan of the Avengers and then gets powers. So she's supposed to be, you know, the type of character where it's like, this is the comic book reader who, you know, the people reading the comics are who gets powers and becomes the Avenger. Um, she's a kid. She's super inexperienced or whatever. She can stretch and grow and ex- like become big or whatever. I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, they did confirm her for Captain Marvel, and that's like the main thing is like she's a huge Captain Marvel fan. Yeah, like um, me. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it looks good, and I'm I'm excited for it. I really am. All right, I'm gonna rattle a few of these off because I feel like there's not too much to talk about. Uh, they did announce the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, they said they're gonna film it during the filming of the next movie. I'm sure it's gonna be like a 15 to 20 minute dance party with the guardians probably something stupid like that that doesn't really mean anything um would be my guess <laughs> yeah um that should come that's supposed to come out i believe the following christmas from the movie comes out so it's like christmas 2023 um mm-hmm. on top of that they announced an i am groot animated groot uh series uh like short films uh i'm not a groot guy groot gets the love that korg deserves um groot was kind of like baby yoda before baby yoda where everyone was like hopping on the groot train uh, i'm not a big Groot guy don't think he's that great. I feel like that's a bad take, but continue. I just don't like Groot. Oh, Groot or Baby Groot? Every iteration of Groot. Mm, that's a bad take. You need to rewatch those movies. I, I, I guess I was just mad about the love he got. And then I see a, an icon like Korg not get the same love. Um, honestly, I, think we give, I think we give Korg plenty of love here, Jay. And that's all that matters. Korg deserves a show. You know how fucking great a Korg show with Taika would be? <laughs> like just a comedy <laughs> show like it doesn't even have to be like uh canon it could just be like like this god it'd be fucking good um they'll never do it though um uh, black widow we already talked about that uh released may 7th no word on streaming yet eternals they showed nothing new that's the one with uh Keneal. he's one of my Bad favorite actors and i don't know his name he's in it right that's the movie with him yep okay nothing new there um black panther 2 they did announce uh, – it's coming out July 2022. They did announce, which I thought you know, we all kind of assumed um, or at least should have assumed. They are not going to recast T'Challa. You know, Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passed away a few months ago of colon cancer. Um, we've talked about it before. We expected that. Sure, he's probably going to take over the, the mantle. Um, and it will be interesting to see how they write off T'Challa as a character because they're obviously – they're making an effort not to recast him, and they're obviously not going to just – pretend you know what i mean like oh he's not here anymore you know what i mean so it'll be interesting what they do yeah um so there's that uh they announced ant-man and the wasp uh quantumania great name again i said this sounds like a ride at disneyland it's the most absurd name i've ever heard um and a uh, king the conqueror is going to be in this i they confirmed the casting for it i don't remember who it was um let's see king the conqueror it is going to be oh maybe they didn't confirm the cast i don't know wasn't they was, did oh is it okay so king the conqueror i i know him from something what do i know him from jonathan majors okay what was he in an mcu movie king the conqueror yeah no who's the guy in guardians they were talking about the power stone they were showing a flashback and there was like this giant monster it wasn't galactus that would go and like destroy worlds with the power stone i thought it was king um, that that was a celestial, probably. They were just showing celestials and oh. just like the gods. Okay, I don't. Know. King the Conqueror is a huge villain in Marvel comics. Um, 
kind of on a Thanos level. So is he going to be so the next big bad? They're assuming that he's going to be the villain of this movie, kind of like Loki was the villain of like the Thor movie, and then kind of transition into an even bigger role moving forward. Interesting. Well, that should be good. Um, it's going to have... I feel like every Ant-Man movie always has to have some sort of um, stepping stone, and that's how they make money. Like Ant-Man 2, they had the whole, like, oh, how are they going to do the quantum realm, you know, because it was coming out after uh, Infinity War, and that's kind of what, mm-hmm. dr- <laughs> what drove the, the love for it, and I feel like this probably is going to be the same thing. Um, but good yeah, on them. You're, you're not wrong, but it, it, it works. I like seeing Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. I'm fine with it. <laughs> they also recast his daughter. Um I can't remember who the actress is, but they had his actress, you know, his daughter grown up and the actress played her in Endgame. They recast it to a different girl. It's the girl from um, Blockers. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is her. The, the blonde girl. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it's directly related to WandaVision and Spider-Man 3. Uh, Doctor Strange has been confirmed to appear in both WandaVision and Spider-Man 3. Um returning cast from the first movie they didn't really talk much about it besides that huh they just kind of confirmed it, it was happening yeah um i well, think obviously. there was stuff afterwards online though that confirmed it that they said wandavision doctor strange and spider-man are all parts of one story Ooh, that's exciting so it, very much what we've been talking about what i think a lot of people have been talking about and rumoring where wandavision's gonna fuck some stuff up Spider-Man's movie is going to take place while everything is fucked up. And then Doctor Strange is the movie where they're going to have to fix everything. God damn. Um, Which, again, makes perfect sense for all the casting and Electro and Doctor Octopus and the different Spider-Mans and the different Mary Jane and Gwen State and everyone who's confirmed Spider-Man. God, I'm excited for that. God, I'm... Now, what do you think the chances are? Marvel and Sony, you know, there was the whole Spider-Man saga where Marvel was going to lose Spider-Man. What if this is his last movie, dude? Maybe the last movie as a part of the MCU, and yeah. then they transition to the Sony-verse. Um, it might be. Honestly, I just like Tom Holland as a Spider-Man. I, I want to see solo movies, because, you know, the first one was, it was pretty much a solo movie. The second one, you know, was very heavily influenced about Tony Stark and everything, and then the third, third one's going to be a fucking team-up of everybody. Give me just solo Spider-Man stories. I'm fine if it's in the Sony-verse if we get more of just Spider-Man and Tom Holland's portrayal. I mean, I'm just because the whole, you know, Michael Keaton and coming at the end of Morbius and everything. I wouldn't be shocked if this whole multiverse thing happens and then at the end Spider-Man is pretty much Tom Holland, I should say, is gets kind of stuck, I guess, in the the Venom, you know, kind of multiverse or whatever. And then he's done in the MCU, which would be I'd sad. see that. I see that something happening and like at the end of the movie, the post credit scene or something, he likes going through New York and he's like, where's Avengers tower. And someone's like, what do you mean? What are the Avengers? And he's like, Oh shit. Damn. It's Tom Hardy. I don't know. Is Tom Hardy is venom. Can he just be normal? Or is he always venom? <laughs> Go back and forth. I've never seen it. Um, oh, no, <laughs> uh, Thor love and thunder. We talked about Loki. You think he's going to be in it. Uh, Lady Sif is reported to return. That's the biggest news about this movie. We can move on. Uh, Psych. Uh, Christian Bale confirmed. I mean, we talked about it months ago. He was rumored to be in it. We were thinking that he was going to be that horse guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Maybe you know it. Um, Motherfucker, I do, and I can't think of it. Um, but instead, he is the villain 
Gore the God Butcher, who Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill, yes. Um, Gore the God Butcher kind of looks like a badass. It's just a fucking awesome name. <laughs> uh, and I told you Christian Bale is going to method act so hard that he's going to like get superpowers or whatever Gore the God Butcher can do. Um, he's gonna he's gonna kill God, and there's gonna be a church worshiping Christian Bale. Fucking Batman is gonna play a villain in the MCU. That's incredible. I, it's, it's fucking awesome. Christian Bale is an incredible actor, and he plays a great asshole. I don't know if you've ever seen American Psycho. No. Um, it's about him being a serial killer. Oh shit. And he's a great fucking bad guy in that. He's a fucking lunatic, and I'm sure he'll be covered up with CGI and everything, but. It doesn't matter. He's going to give a great performance. This movie's going to be fucking awesome. You got Taika Waititi, fucking Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as Lady Thor. You got fucking Christian Bale as the villain. Korg. Korg's yeah. going to be don't, there. Don't throw him out. I was about to say his name. <laughs> I'm so excited for this movie. This um, is this is one of one. I'm most excited for this movie out of everything else they've announced. More than Spider-Man? I, honestly, it's side by side, yes. Wow. Yeah, it's Spider-Man, this... Then probably Doctor Strange. Um, Captain Marvel 2. We kind of already talked about that. Miss Marvel's confirmed to be in it. And so is, uh, what is this? Mocha Rambo? Oh, <laughs> I was like, Mo- I've never heard of Mocha. <laughs> Monica uh, Rambo. Monica Rambo. It, it was the, I believe it's the daughter of Captain Marvel's friend from the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's grown up and she's going to, she's going to appear in the WandaVision show. Yeah. Um, they actually showed her in the trailer a little bit. And, you know, it was a thing where she was talking to Wanda, and she's like, who are you? And she said, I don't know. Um, that character becomes a superhero in the comic books, so mm-hmm. she'll probably get powers. But her and Miss Marvel from the two different shows are confirmed to appear with um, Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, too. Um, and then they dropped a fucking bombshell. Maybe I'm most excited for this. I don't know. Um, they dropped a fucking bombshell at the end. You know, I thought they would tease this in the post credit scene. I mean, they they probably still will tease it. But I thought they would first tease it in a post credit scene or something. I kind of talked to – I theorized before they would show just like a silver surfboard or something. Um, that's Fantastic Four. They're doing a Fantastic Four movie. It's in development. It's going to be directed by John Watts, the guy who directs the uh, Spider-Man movies. Um, is he directing the third one? Yeah. Okay. Um, fuck, man. I mean – I, there's just so much potential with this Fantastic Four, and we did the movie scale, and the 2018 or not 2018, 2015 Fantastic Four is literally last on our scale. It got um, an 18. That's where you got the 18 from. Yeah, <laughs> 18 out of 100. And goddamn, I do. I, I, they're gonna do it right. I just know it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be negative. They did a, a team up movie. I don't want to say team up, but like a team movie, fantastically in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm, I'm optimistic that they could do the same here. Yeah, I think John Watts is incredible. The Spider-Man movies, you know, some fans may not love it for being connected to the MCU the way it is, but that's not his decision. And everything else, I know we both really enjoy both of them. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great filmmaker. He tells great stories, and we really like the Spider-Man character. And you need someone like that where the Amazing Spider-Man series, the first one was good, the second one kind of sucked. John Watts came over and, you know, with Marvel made a good spider-man movie again which is great mm-hmm. good lord do they need to make a fantastic four movie good um because the first one was okay the second one was bad and then the rebooted third one was atrocious 
and it's something yeah. where it, these are beloved characters in the comics. Every like these are top level characters. Like people love these the stories and the villains and everything attached to it. And they just haven't had a good fucking live action adaptation yet. And that sucks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from my understanding, again, I'm kind of like a a fair weather MCU fan where I'm not a comic book fan, but I love the movies. From what my understanding is Fantastic Four plays like a massive role in like the Avengers and everything else. No, like you know the Silver Surfer with uh, Galactus and everything. Correct? Like, that's I'm, all. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, they're they're very integral and a part of a lot of the big stuff. So maybe like being optimistic, maybe you know Fox when they made him, it was Fox, right? Fox owned it. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's how they got him. They were kind of maybe handcuffed a little bit because they didn't have all these Marvel properties and they couldn't really do like this big epic saga team up big villain. Maybe that's why they were bad. Hopefully. I don't know. That 2015 movie was so fucking bad. Oh, man. That was just bad storytelling, bad use of good characters as as worse as you can fucking imagine. God, I can't believe. Excuse me. I'm yawning just thinking about watching that movie again. Um <laughs> Now to wrap up the podcast, we did some dream casting for the four Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fantastics, the four uh, members of the Fantastic Four. We don't know if they're going to do an origin story or kind of jump into it a little bit like Spider-Man. Um we don't know if really are they, you know, they could go a Tom Holland route and just go four unknown people. You know, like Guardians That's very possible. Guardians they didn't go that route. Guardians, you know, Chris Pratt he he gained steam on Parks and Rec and he was in movies and whatnot. Um, he wasn't the massive superstar he is today, which was partly because of Guardians and Jurassic World, but he was still yeah. well-known. You know, Dave Bautista, WWE wrestler, you know, he was known. Um, Zoe Saldana was an avatar. She was obviously known. And then Bradley Cooper. It's fucking Bradley Cooper. Of course he's known. Even Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> so they could get some big names here. So I, 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 you know, I didn't dig for, like, these unknown Tom Holland types, but I think I got some good ones. Yeah. I've I've got some slightly off the beaten path. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for it. It depends on which route they go, but I got some options depending on either route. Um, let, let's start with Mr. Fantastic, well, Jay. I wanted to ask you, you something because you mentioned before the pod, you think they might go a young direction, correct? I think if you're using John Watts and what he did with the high school and the coming of age stuff with Spider-Man, he's so good with that. Do you specifically choose him for a young Fantastic Four? See, I looked, the, I looked it up, and based on the comics, it said Mr. Fantastic, they don't have a set exact age, but based on the timeline, they think Mr. Fantastic is in like his mid-30s. Him and uh, The Thing are both in their mid-30s. And they think that Invisible Woman, who is married to Mr. Fantastic, no? <laughs> Um, eventually, yeah. That she's in, like, her mid-20s. So Mr. Fantastic's a reverse cougar, whatever the guy version of a cougar is. And uh, 10 years isn't terrible. A guy? And then, um... <laughs> and then the Human <laughs> Torch is supposedly supposed to be, like, Spider-Man's age. Like, even younger. Like, lo- mid-20s. Because I guess in the comics, like, him and Spider-Man, like, kind of have this connection or whatever. So that's kind of the ages I went off of. So, like, mid to late 30s. And obviously the actors don't have to be exactly that age. You know, it's Hollywood. They can either make them look older or younger, but that's kind of the pull it off still. Yeah. That's the age range I went for, for my selections. So, um, I aggressively just didn't do, I've got some young, some old. We'll see. Okay. So Mr. Fantastic, as you were saying, 
Yeah, would you? What is a? Uh, give me your pick. Well, the, the first one. I mean, I just threw this on there because this is like the internet one that everyone wants. Correct. And that's John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, he's my one of one. I, that's the one I want to see. I'm hoping for is John Krasinski. Um, but but I expanded on it. I went I went some other guys. Um, I'll give you my second guy. I don't know if you know this guy. He I believe is a writer for SNL. He's only been in two movies. So maybe it's the perfect uh he's not really that well known. It's a okay. man by the name of Colin Jost? Jost? Colin Jost, okay. Uh the connection here is he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Um they're breaking up. Oh. <laughs> really? I'm like 90% sure. Wow. Anyways, uh he's a white dude with brown hair and if you look up Colin Jost's beard he showed off his quarantine beard he's got this like kind of gray uh, uh salt and pepper beard and I was like I could see him being a Mr. Fantastic he's got that MCU connection maybe he gets the job just for being you know in a relationship with Scarlett Johansson That was my wife not be breaking up Okay good so the connection still stands Might have been a different famous couple Um <laughs> I so Colin Jost I like where your head's at Jay Thank you. You're you're very close to the right answer. Okay. But I have Colin Farrell. <laughs> Isn't he in like a superhero movie coming up? Um, Artemis Fowl. I mean, he's playing the Penguin also, but that's DC, so who gives shit? That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the Penguin. Like, I I I didn't do a lot of the DC characters just because I wasn't sure if they were like allowed to kind of do both. But I guess if he's the Penguin, I mean, that's might be like a one-off kind of role it'll probably be a, a solid role but he's covered in makeup and shit so he can play a different character in the mcu and get away with it just fine he is 44 uh, years old is he a little old yeah but 44 is like 25 in hollywood age i just think colin jost sure. will play a good good leader character he led artemis Fowl, um and i think he'd be great for fantastic four i just like colin farrell what about matthew mcconaughey just kidding, he's not on my list. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, my third one, I actually kind of like this one. I, I wrote it down, and I was just kind of like, oh, I think that's a like an okay one. But then I thought about it, and I imagined him being Mr. Fantastic. And I don't know if this guy can grow a beard. Uh, I'm just, let, let me Google his name with a beard real quick. A beard to be Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, some of the pictures I saw, he was a beard, though. And the John Krasinski has a beard, so. Nah, he does not need a beard to be. I think typically he doesn't have a beard. Okay, well, if this person is Mr. Fantastic, he's not going to have a beard because he cannot grow a full beard. Sorry to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, oh. 39 years old. He's, like, right in that age range, you know, the dark hair. And if they want a big-name guy to kind of kind of like the Chris Pratt, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a good one, I think. I think that's a great fit. I think Mr. Fantastic's kind of supposed to be, like, a nerd. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is not intimidating. <laughs> And I could definitely see him just kind of making it fucking work, and he's definitely someone who can lead a movie. Yeah. Um, I really like that pick. Thanks, Ty. Um, for my third one, I went in case they went younger. Um, I went with the actor who was actually almost Spider-Man. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ender's Game. No. Uh, he's in some other stuff. His name's Asa Butterfield. Um. He was almost Spider-Man, so I know he's been in talks with Marvel. He just looks like a nerdy, nerdy white kid who's younger. And if they go the younger route, I think 
he would be a good fit. What about Asa Butterfield for the Human Torch? No, see, Human Torch is supposed to be cool. I don't think Asa Butterfield's cool. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that I can see work. that. I could see that if they go the young route, like you said. I had a wild card who I don't kind of, I don't, this will never happen, but I thought it'd be kind of funny if they did it. Okay. That's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Can you, you get Harry Potter in? Daniel Radcliffe is Mr. Fantastic. I was just, because I was looking up like white actors and a Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> popped up. And I was like, he's got brown hair. He's kind of scrawny. He's not like buff. Like he could play a nerd. Um, um, Daniel Radcliffe is shorter than me. Oh my god, really? Um, yeah, he's like 5'5". Five five. So he's taller um, than you. He's shorter than me, dick. <laughs> he's 5'5". <five laughs> five. So I don't know if he could play that, the tall Mr. Fantastic leading guy. Mm, yeah. But maybe. How tall is Joseph? I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's short too. Joseph Gordon-Levitt height. 5'9". Ah, that's tall enough. He could get by at 5'9". Robert Downey Jr.-ish height. Really? RDJ's that? Robert Downey. He might even be shorter. Really? Um, oh, he's 5'9". He's the same height. Okay, yeah. So... He wears he wears platform shoes on set. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt could do the same thing. Um, Invisible Woman tie. Is that all you got for Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, that's all I had. Um, Invisible Woman. I also, had, I, mean, I also had John Krasinski. I just want to make that very clear. Um, so did you also have Emily Blunt here? I didn't put I Emily did. Blunt. <laughs> I did put Emily Blunt. I think it's a perfect fit. Their fucking husband and wife, they'll be a great combo. Now, what if they get divorced? <laughs> I mean, you make it work. Business is business. Um, the first one I wrote. Okay, so first I'll start with this one. If you want to go with someone older, and I said mid to late 20s, but if they're going with like a John Krasinski who's 41, and this is supposed to be, you know, they're already established. This is supposed to be his wife. It's a believable age range. You're not going to cast – one of my actresses is 23 and the other is 24. You're not going to cast one of those with John Krasinski if they're going to be in a relationship. Um, yes. You know, so. But if you want to go an older route, which she's actually not as old as I thought she was, and you want a big name. Let's say you don't get a huge name for Mr. Fantastic. You want a huge name for Invisible Woman. Actually, I'm going to punt on this one because I forgot something. Uh, who's your first person? No, I want to know it now. <laughs> She's 100% already in the MCU, but I want to know who it is. She's not in the MCU, but uh, MCU adjacent. Uh, it was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> MCU. Oh. X-Men. <laughs> I mean, she could do it. I, she could. Very MCU, very MCU adjacent, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's blonde, and if they want a big name, and, I mean, they had Chris Evans. He was in a Fantastic Four movie, and then he became you know, Captain America and Michael B. Jordan was in a fantastic four movie. And then he became shortly after became, uh, was in black Panther. So I don't know. I think it happened. Fine with it. Um, I, I had Emily Blunt if we needed a grown up Sue storm. Okay. Uh, I, I, I want that combination to happen. If they don't go the grown up route, I only have one other option. And I really like this. It's if they go the younger route and they needed a leading actress and they're like, hey, maybe we don't have any good young actors. We're going to get someone unknown for Mr. Fantastic or whatever. But the A-lister we need to lead the movie is someone who we actually just saw a movie where she led and she was fantastic in it. And that's uh, Millie Bobby Brown. She, see, she seems way young, though. Isn't she like 16? Yeah, she is 16. And again, that's if they go the super young route. She could probably play older. By the time they're making this movie, it's going to be 2024. She'll be over 18, so it'll be fine. 
she's aggressively an A-lister. She was great in Enola Holmes. Um, I, I think she would be good. You just kind of dye her hair blonde. And she's in that Tom Holland age range where very young and you can have them to continue the franchise moving forward and not have to worry about anything. See, I think if anything, they'll cast people in like their mid to early 20s. I just, I don't personally, I don't see them going this young, young route just because based on like the, the origin story of their aged. But I, I, I don't hate it. It could. It, de- it just depends. Uh, I have two. One is 23 years old. That is Chloe Grace Moretz. Moritz? Okay. Do you know who that yeah. is? Yeah. She was in a Kick-Ass. Um, she's also in a movie Amongst I really like. Things. What movie is she in that I like? There's a movie I re- she's in. If I stay, it's not that one. Oh, it's Neighbors Two. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> such a weird movie. Uh, she's blonde. She's young. Um, I could totally see her playing it. She's kind of got like the face of being like a, a leading superhero woman. And then I also have. I, um, I, well, I mean, just going with that, she starred in Kick Ass with Aaron Taylor Johnson, mm-hmm. who ended up being Quicksilver. There you go. Um, so they're already they're already drawn from actors from that movie. Just keep it going. And then I have a girl who I've never heard of because she's of Descendants fame. Um, that's like the thing she's known for. And that's Dove Cameron, uh, Disney Channel. She's 24 years old. And the reason I picked her is because she's got blonde fucking hair. Like, it was mostly the hair. I was like... It's aggressively blonde. Yeah, so that was my, my third and final selection. I mean, the hair, the hair works. Yeah. Uh, Human Torch. Again, supposedly close to Spidey's age. Tom Holland is 24, so I picked people that were kind of his age. Um, I only had two, and I didn't like either of them, Ty. Um, okay. give, give me your first one. Um, well, I went a little older. Again, don't know how they're doing this. Whatever. I did Zac Efron. I saw that. It's been on the, inter- but... it's been on the internet for a while. I think Zac Efron would, can play a good asshole and join the MCU. So, Human Torch, yeah, he's supposed to be kind of cool and kind of like dickish right yeah for sure okay i hate my picks then whatever my first pick was uh <laughs> you're gonna hate this you're gonna laugh in my face i picked the kid from uh 13 reasons why <laughs> dylan minetti oh no <laughs> he could be a jerk you don't know he's got a nice jawline Just no comment? Or are you just... Did you cut out? That's fine. Let's watch it. Um, so, just pick up after I said Dylan Minette. Are we good? Yeah, whatever. I don't like that one bit. Dude, he, I, I, he's he, he's supposed to be cool and like the badass and the ladies. They have fucking ripped Chris Evans playing him and Michael B. Jordan. How do you go from those guys to the thirteen reason why guy? Look, I think he's very handsome. He's got a nice jawline, and I'm saying that because I've had multiple people tell me I look like him. Um, <laughs> people in college were now, like, "You look like the thirteen reasons why guy." Counterpoint, Jay. You looked like Chris Evans in that one Avengers trailer, but only in that specific one Avengers trailer. Exactly. So that you're the you're farther away. You're closer to it. There's like Chris Evans, and then there's you, and then there's this kid. So he's very far away from Chris Evans. You're in the middle, dude. I fucking look like him, kind of. Like we don't have the same hair, but like we have like the same nose and eyes. <laughs> I I think he could be this badass. Maybe. 
I again, I didn't love my pick. Uh, Riley, interject. Sorry, real quick. Uh, Riley had a pick for um, Mrs. Fantastic. Not Miss. Well, Mrs. Fantastic. I guess you can call her. Um, that's Lily James. Lily James. She is the girl from yesterday. Okay. I don't hate it. Isn't she also in uh, Baby Driver? Yep. Yeah, I've never seen Baby Driver, but that was her pick. I don't hate it. I can see that. Do you like that more than my pick, Dylan Minetti, <laughs> for uh, Human Torch? <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just throw out my second one then real quick because he's 24 years old. He's been in a shit ton of like really good movies that I haven't seen. I've only seen him in one movie, and it was that Waves movie I've told you about. Um, but I really liked that movie. And, again, I haven't seen him in these other movies, so I don't know if he could play an asshole. But he's kind of got that asshole face, and that's uh, a man by the name of Lucas Hedges. Lucas, are you familiar? Let me look. Oh, I don't like that. I like. I think I like that even less. <laughs> Why? I mean, he looks like an asshole. He just doesn't look like an intimidating asshole. Well, those were my picks. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my other pick I had was a man. So he's a little older. He's thirty-one, which is, I mean, younger than Zac Efron, but. Um, his name is Brenton Thwaites, T H W A I T E S. If you're looking him up, um, and the only reason I chose him he is like a Cali he bro. actually, yeah, and he actually already plays another superhero for DC, and he plays like Robin slash um, Nightwing on like a Titans show through DC, and he's really fucking good in it. I actually like it a lot, and I feel like if he cuts the long hair kind of does short hair and just kind of plays it differently. He could be a really good dick. And I know he has good acting chops. And I feel like he could look like maybe they do older brother instead of younger brother, depending on how they do it. Mm-hmm. But like he could play a good human torch. He's a good Robin. So I'm, I looked up a human torch uh, fan casting and there's this article, the top 10 MCU fan castings ranked. I don't want to say all of them. Let's see some human torch ones though. Uh, KJ Appa. Whoever that is. You know who KJ Appa is? He just, he looks like, what's that one show? Oh, it's Riverdale. He's for, and he's in Riverdale. He looks exactly what you think a guy from Riverdale would look like. Uh, this list also has Lily James, Riley's pick. Interesting. He's fucking Jack. Andrew Lincoln as Mr. Fantastic. I don't know who that is. Um, Zach Efron, saw... Human Torch, number Love four. It. Oh, Andrew Lincoln. That's fucking Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. That's uh, a terrible pick. He's like 50. Uh, number one is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Number three, number three on this list, Ty, is my absolute dream casting for this entire Fantastic Four. And I feel like I thought I was ahead of the curve on this one. And just based on this article, seeing him at number three makes me – and they even have a rendering of what he would look like as the thing. So this makes me believe that multiple people are probably in on this if someone made a yeah. literal re- rendering. And that's John Cena. Yep. <laughs> um. Look, they got a wrestler to play Drax. Get John Cena to play the thing. Uh, he's got the face. He's got the body where you can realistically have the thing body be like an exaggerated form of John Cena's actual body. Um, he's a big name now. Would you say John Cena's an A-lister yet? He's a B-lister because he has I mean, Blockers is like the only good thing he's been in. He was in Bumblebee. Yeah, that's true. B- was he the B- selling... B plus Lister? Yes, uh, B plus. 
Well, perfect. Um, he was my one of one. When you said it, it's I 100% agree. I think he'd be a great fucking thing. It, it's just he's not in the MCU yet. Now I'm a little worried because he is in the upcoming Suicide Squad. But so is Taika. If Taika could do it, John Cena could do both. Why not? I, I don't think it even matters. James Gunn's doing both and going back and forth. Oh. Um, Ty, you said he hasn't yeah. been in a marquee movie besides Blockers. You're forgetting a very, very good one. Tell me. Fernanad. Fernanad. Yeah, Fernanad. <laughs> Forgot. Incredible animated film. Uh, Fast and the Furious 9. Don't forget about that either. He's Vin Diesel's brother. Uh, well, time out, Jay. <laughs> While we're here, fucking Vin Diesel for the thing. No, he already plays Groot. No, but hear me out. I just want him to do his actual voice. Because for Groot, he just says, I am Groot in a weird Groot voice. Just Vin Diesel's voice. Just picture Fast and the Furious. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, but I live my life a boulder at a time. <laughs> that could be good. I I saw, like, I thought about that because he's bald and he's buff. Um, no, I, you know, they get someone else to play the human version until he turns into rocks. Oh, so he's only the rock version. Yes. Was that actually on your list? Yes, Vin Diesel. I don't know who they have to play the just the regular friend white guy. But once he turns into rocks, I want Vin Diesel doing the voice. Dude, Vin Diesel as Groot, it's got to be like the biggest come up of his career. I'm, I'm pretty sure the billion, billion dollar franchise Fast and the Furious movies were, are. But I'm just talking about how much work he has to do for how much he gets paid. Yes. No, that is very true. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know how reliable this article is, but it says um, Vin gets paid nearly, no way, $54 million for the Tona Group. $54 million. Unfortunately, Disney has formally revealed the payments they give to Avengers characters, including Vin Diesel. Many reports notify about the pay of the characters, such as Robbie Downer Jr., who reportedly settled the U settled for US fifty million for two Avengers films. What? Fifty four million dollars, Ty. Can you believe that? Yeah, no. It has been reported that Vin Diesel, who's best known for his Fast and Furious film series, was paid fifty four million dollars for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Can you believe oh, that? That's something where you don't even need him again. He just records his lines, and you're like, all right, good. We're going to make five movies and just give you credit. We'd never have to see you again. That's a come-up. If that's, that's incredible. True, that that's is the great no, come-up. I like Legitimately, if we go through it, like the greatest jobs on earth is like professional golfer, like, you know, baseball player, like fucking, I don't know, stock investor, but like Twitch streamer. investing. What? Twitch streamer. Twitch streamer, yeah. And then number one is being Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's fucking That's insane. They could have got some and random ass Joe Schmo. Like they're already paying Bradley Cooper. I will do it. I will do it for a million dollars, Marvel. If you're listening, I will take one fiftieth of what you paid me. <laughs> oh my god. That's insane. Um the other one I had for the thing. And this is kind of a curveball. He's not really that buff. But then I, I thought about it, and, like, the guy who played the thing in the, the last, the terrible Fast and, uh, Fantastic Four wasn't, like, buff. Like, this guy's toned, but he's not, like, John Cena buff. Um, yeah. I don't know what, how I came up with his name, but it's uh, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. What is his name? Jesse Williams? Jesse w Williams. Jesse, Grey's Anatomy. He's Jesse. the light-skinned guy with really blue eyes that, like, girls think are very attractive. And I'll oh. be honest, I think he's attractive, too. 
His name's Avery. He is attractive. He's a fucking man dime. He uh, kind of looks like Matt Kemp a little bit. Um, yep. But I could see he's kind of got the 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 jaw the jaw line, and if they wanted to get like a uh, you know some uh, diversity in the cast, but you know because they did Michael B. Jordan as Human Torch, um, I could see them kind of going this route. That was kind of my I think my intent there. So see that. Now I don't know if the thing has to be yoked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he's just yeah I think he's just a regular guy until he's not a regular guy. He could even be slightly out of shape. Okay. Um, hear me out. Again, this is mostly for the voice part of it, and this is if they do a John Krasinski, everybody's older. Oh, my God. They young this guy down a little bit. It's the guy who plays Bender and does a lot of different voice work. Oh, okay. John DiMaggio. Okay, I thought you... When you said John Krasinski, I thought you were going to go with, like, some office character, like Steve Carell or something. That'd be fucking funny. Uh, no, it, he is John DiMaggio. I don't know if he's ever been in anything in live action, but you don't really need him that much in live action until he becomes the thing. And then he's like one of the best known voice actors like, yeah. in the industry. And I think he could play a good thing as the voice. And you just, you know, someone does mocap and CGI for the fucking rock creature. This guy's the voice. Now, it just depends if they want to do, are they going to do like a Josh Brolin Thanos thing where it's literally Josh Brolin acting with his kind of stuff on? Yeah. Um, if they do that, that I don't know if John DiMaggio is going to be a leading candidate. But However, John Cena's one of one if they do. <laughs> so the man looks like his face is made of rocks already. Um, it's just so many sharp edges. <laughs> the the one I had, I told you before, I had like a historical. If like this person was in his younger days, I feel like he could be a good one. Um, and that's a man by the name of Thomas F. Wilson. Ty, do you know who that is? Thomas F. Wilson. No, I do not, Jason. Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> I, I feel like he younger, not now, not nowadays, but like Biff, as you saw him on Back to the Future, I feel like he play the thing. He's got like that, that just that facial structure. I looked up the thing on you know the comics. He's got kind of like that square face like Cena has. This guy has yeah. that square face, that head shape. He's in decent shape, you know, back then at least. Um, you know, he was – not buff, but, you know, built enough. Um, so that was my historical pick because I couldn't think of anything else. I, I don't disagree with it. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate that. Now, while we're here with, with square faces, you got me You got me thinking of just different people with square faces. I can't find all oh, my images. I don't want to be on images. Nah, he's got too round of a face. Who's that? I was going to say, I was going to go back to uh, 13 Reasons Why and the guy Bryce, who's just a giant asshole in season one and two. Uh-huh. Um, I thought him, but I don't know if his face is, is square enough. I looked up square face, people, celebrities with square faces, and uh, Justin Timberlake's kind of got a square face. He could be on it. You have the most smooth, talking, beautiful <laughs> thing of all time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you got to be careful. The thing's bringing sexy back, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you got anything else, Ty? That's fucking funny. I don't. There's a lot of shit. Um, it was a good time, though. I'm excited for all the Star Wars and Disney and Marvel. I'm excited for everything, man. I just miss I miss going to the movies, and I'm glad we're getting a lot of streaming stuff to kind of make up for not being able to go to the movies. Yeah, we're so excited that we spent two hours talking about it. It was worth it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it was. It was a good time. Uh, all right. You got anything else, sir? 
I don't. Um, next week, the prom. Yep. We thought it came out this week. It didn't. It's coming out next week. We're going to review it. Well, it technically um, came out Disney today, the day we're recording this. Um, well, yeah. that gives you a week to watch it. We're reviewing it next week. Yep. Um, but beautiful. I, I think that was good. I think we needed a James Corden break. We almost were back-to-back on him. <laughs> we need a little space in between. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.